0: All right. I hope you're ready. Are you ready? If you're ready, say ready. ready. All right. I, th- I think most of you are ready. Thank you so much. That's great. Uh, I am so pumped for today because today we begin a new series that we are calling Stories of Refuge. And I think our social media said uh, this last Sunday or this last week that this series is, um, I think the word they used was, was pivotal. It's, it's a pivotal Uh, message series for our church because it has that much potential. Notice I said potential for impact. So the reason why it's potential for impact is because you're the one that has to allow it to land. You have to open your heart to allow it to land and impact your life. And so I believe that it's got so much potential for impact and I am super excited for it. Um, So just so you know a little bit about this series, uh, we've done a lot of, of messages here recently where I've really emphasized this thought of identity in Christ and I will always preach identity. Like when I learned that we have our, that that we have a new identity in Christ, which I always knew, but but like I didn't really see it as it was. When I saw it as it is, then I started to preach different. I hope you I hope you've noticed that and every message that I give will always talk about a new identity in Jesus, because that's his goal for our lives, and that's our goal for everyone's life, because if that's God's goal, we want it to be our goal. Come on, somebody. That's a good goal to have, and so we want to always preach identity first, but um, this last series, we got a little bit about instruction, and, and I think that Oftentimes we get instruction wrong because, like I said um, in, in my opener, that that you know it's not the things that we do that defeat Satan, it's the things that God has already done through Jesus that He has defeated. It's, it's by Jesus' blood that defeated Satan. I love I've I've thought about this because of of the uh, the passage that we're gonna be studying in this series. I I love that God defeats his enemy in a completely different way than what the world says we should defeat ours. I love that, that God's kingdom is upside down, meaning that, that oftentimes the way that we see it, we, we think, ah, that's probably not smart. It's probably not smart to die to defeat your enemy. But in fact, some of you would probably say, well, you don't defeat your enemy by dying, but God says you do. In fact, you defeat your enemy, Satan, by de- dying to yourself, by yourself dying. And that's why we, he wants us to have an identity in him, because he has defeated Satan. And when we walk in our identity that is Jesus, he is defeated every single day of my life. Satan has no hold on me because my identity is firm in Jesus. And so we talked a little bit about instruction being the commands of Christ, but I haven't really spoke, spoken a lot on this, this idea of the inheritance being the community of believers. And so this is an inheritance series. And because this is an inheritance series, I'm super pumped because everyone likes inheritance. Everyone likes inheritance. Everyone likes a big inheritance. But I love the idea that we actually have a part to play in our inheritance. That we get to play a part in the inheritance that God gives us. And that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm super, super pumped about this this series because we're going to talk about the inheritance. So the identity is always found in Christ, the instructions are always found in his commands, and the inheritance is always found in the community of believers and people. Anytime the Bible talks about inheritance in scripture, it's it's referring to to other people and to the community that we gather with. And I and I absolutely love love that. And so, during this series, I've selected—it's just a three-week series—but I've selected three people that have beautiful stories of impact that are going to tell their story during this series, and I'm super excited for it. Uh, the stories that uh, that will share will um, will be about how the the Refuge Church has impacted each one of their lives, because. I want you to see that, I want you to see the impact that this community has on people. Because hopefully, if, if, if you see the impact that this community has on people, then you start to think about the impact that it's had on you, and you get, you start to tell other people about, about the, your church and about the impact that it's having on you. But um, don't get me wrong, the, this, the, the impact comes from Jesus, not from not from the church. I don't want your identity to ever be in the inheritance. I don't want your identity to ever be in the refuge church. Your, the refuge church is just just an inheritance. Like, um, I want you to understand that Jesus is the most important thing. But if I'm honest with you, <laughs> if I can just be honest with you. Uh, this is not a giving series, but I also want you to see where your money goes. When you give to the refuge. And you can walk through these 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 the the walls and, and you can walk through here and you can see uh, you can see where, where money goes. But but when you start to hear the stories of impact that the refuge is having, that's where the impact comes from. And so it's not a it's not a giving series by any stretch but I believe that God's going to use it to bless our church financially because you get to see the impact that we have when we give to God's kingdom. But ultimately we don't give we don't give money to get an inheritance from God. So Listen, there are preachers this morning that are preaching that you give to get an inheritance from God. That's not true. That's not what the word teaches. The word teaches that the way you gain your inheritance from God is by telling your story. And so I'm going to explain that to you through scripture uh, this morning. But here's why we're doing a a, a, a series on inheritance. Because... Believe it or not, believe it or not, and, and the reason why we're doing it at this time of the year, believe it or not, we are getting ready to enter into the holiday season. Can you believe that? 11 weeks, y'all. 11 weeks. That's all you got. That's, now, that's including today. I don't know if you include today or not. If you don't include today, then 10 10 weeks. That's it. And we're getting ready to enter into a season, and I think good preachers, good pastors prepare you for the next season. The way we prepare for the holiday season is in my opinion is we acknowledge where our real inheritance comes. Our inheritance isn't in material things. Our inheritance isn't in the material things that will that will even give to each other. Our inheritance is with the people that sit shoulder to shoulder with this morning. That, this is our inheritance, telling others about Jesus and building a community that's going to be in eternity with each other. Like, you want to talk about inher- Like To me, that thought, that if you think just for a second, think about how beautiful this is. That the people that we sit with shoulder to shoulder on Sunday mornings, if they've given their hearts to Jesus, then we will get to spend forever with them. Some of you guys are like, oh, snap. Hey, pastor, I'm out. But don't worry, the Bible teaches that they'll be perfect in heaven. They will have no flaws. And guess what that means? You will also be perfect. So whatever that person sitting next to you is thinking about you, don't worry, it'll be fixed too. As we prepare for this holiday season, I want you to see that the material things that we have it, in eternity it doesn't matter we we have an inheritance and one of my goals in this series is to um to ha- allow you to get a firm grip a firm grasp on what our real inheritance is what our true inheritance is because when you realize that you get to be a part of your inheritance, I was thinking about this this morning. My inheritance that I'll receive someday when my parents are no longer here, I have nothing to do with, really. I, I really don't have a lot to do with the way my parents manage their money. I hope there's not an inheritance for me and my, my brothers and sisters because I want my parents to spend it all, right? But I have nothing to do with that inheritance. They're billing it up for me. I'm building my inheritance that I'm going to leave to my kids up for them. But in God's kingdom, we get to play a part in our inheritance. We get to share our, our relationship with other people. And when we share our relationship with other people and they receive Jesus, then we are building our inheritance. So I want this series to encourage you to share your story. I want it to not just be about stories of coming to the refuge, but I want it to, to be about telling your story about Jesus. Telling your story about, about the way that the blood of the lamb has, has conquered sin in your life. A final reason, one final reason why we're doing this series is because um, I want you to hear from, from people that, that we're having an impact on. I want, I want them to tell their story. I want to give them the opportunity to tell their story, and I am thrilled this morning. Um, When I, when I thought of this series, um, I prayed that God would give me people that would have an impact, people that you would connect with, people that, that you could connect with their stories, and I am I when when the name of the person that share that's sharing today um, came to mind, uh, I was just like, yes, like I want that person to be first. And um, I'm I'm thrilled for you to to hear from my friend Zach Thomas today. Um, the the video. Is it's, it's it's almost eight minutes long. So I want you to um, don't worry. I'll adjust the sermon. It's not going to be eight minutes extra today. Don't get all uptight. Um, but I want you to relax. I want you to 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 pay attention, lean in, and just listen and hear from Zach. Because uh, and oh, by the way, you might want to get out your, your, the tissues. All right. So um, enjoy this this uh, video from Zach Thomas. So,
1: I'm from Camden, Maine. Uh, It's a little small town, postcard village on the coast of Maine, and um, two loving parents. Grew up in maybe a, you know, they loved me unconditionally, but like maybe some of the environment wasn't necessarily um, good for my moral values, and uh, I don't blame them for that, but. I think what it did was sh- it—it it, kind of revealed to me early on that like I'm—I'm I'm on this path alone, and the cultivating years of like 12, 13 years old, um, really starting to form my identity and like questioning who I am. Um, I had a pretty real moment where like I realized that uh, I feel like I'm outside of the circle, in a in. You know, I'll be in a room full of people, surrounded with people that like know who I am, have have been there all along, and like I still feel like I'm kind of outside of the circle. And um, with that sort of like self-centered fear within me, it what I found was drugs and alcohol. We can boil it all down to 18 years of self-sabotage, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of legal issues. um, And I think what it it all boiled down to was like I was trying to find my way into the circle. And um, I had basically been on a a year long uh, suicide mission to to escape this, this reality that I seemed to live in within my head, and my heart was so full of pain from the people that I continuously hurt and the sins that I had caused and lived in on a daily basis. And I had this moment of surrender, and finally, for the first time, as, a, as an adult, uh, I asked for some help, and you know, what God did for me that I couldn't do for myself was God put somebody in my life that was a Christian and he was also my mentor within recovery. And and to this day, he's one of the most impactful, most beautiful people that I've ever met. Finally, one day um, I sat him down and I just, I basically called BS, right? Maybe that's the wrong term, but like I challenged him on his belief system because i thought it was um too good to be true and um, he challenged me back with why don't you educate yourself go have some experiences within church and let's talk about this in six months and so I dove in in the sense of service within that church that I was at, but what I realized very quickly was that like, I was just a number in the crowd, and what I was really seeking was a family. Ultimately, what brought us to refuge was the the Belanger family um, reaching out. Ashley and, and Shannon have been friends for long, and, and Alex, and they just said, you know, we'd love for you to start coming with us on Sundays. I, you know, I don't remember the context exactly, but, and uh, so we started coming and we were out in the parking lot and it just felt like I had landed within the circle. I just recently celebrated four years clean and sober and I, it is something that boggles my mind because I didn't know how to go 30 minutes without the obsession of how to get what I needed to feel okay to go from that to four years of complete abstinence and complete peace and not even a, a single desire to like pick up or use. The other thing that cannot be not discussed and not share as part of my testimony is like this adventure that Ashley and I have been on. We, were, we got married in August of 2021, and what Ashley told me early on was that, like, you know, I can't have children. And I didn't question it at first, but we talked a lot about it. Me at 37 had pretty much come to the conclusion that, like, I, I'm not going to have children. I, I spent a better part of my life already not being able to take care of myself, how am I going to provide for it? another human and <clears throat> so Ashley and I get married and almost immediately start talking about faith and if if God can do the things that He has done within our lives already, why can't we turn to faith and prayer around having a child? And in January of twenty twenty two Ashley came down at five o'clock in the morning screaming. Here we are, 10 months later, um, with a little abbot. He is a miracle. There's no question about it. So, to fit that, uh, his middle name is Glory because glory to be a God that he's here, and we don't want to ever deny that. So, my testimonies, I feel like I could write a book about it and it still wouldn't hit the mark on the power of what God can do in one's life when we turn to faith and we surrender and we're willing to take the suggestions and, and wholeheartedly walk in this in, in identity in Christ um, when Adam was in Alaska John Weller came and spoke And it's probably, and this is no no slight on Adam, but John's um, share sermon that day was probably the most profound moment that I've had in the auditorium here, in the sense that I'm not educated in Christianity, but what I do feel within myself and my conviction is that like I am this walking embodiment of Christ, and that's ultimately the goal, right? Um, and, it's, and it's only through finding refuge here at Windham in Refuge Church, right? And uh, I don't know. I could go on and on. So I'm good.
0: Was that good? Yeah, you can, you can clap for that. You know, I didn't, I didn't tell Zach what to say, uh, but uh, if I told him what to say, I'd tell him to say that. <laughs> what? What an incredible story of faith, of hope, and. We get to be a part of that, and I think the thing that that amazes me is that there are about a hundred other zachs out there, every single one of you have have a story to tell every one of you and there 's stories of of impact you know um by the way, I, I want to say thanks to thank you to Zach and, and Ashley for uh for sharing your story with with our our church this morning. Um, it's a story that that the reason is so impactful is because God is writing it, not us. The focus verse for this this whole series is found in Revelation chapter 12, verse, verse 11. You can follow along with today's notes in the UVersion Bible app. Um, I'm not going to preach very long, uh, but I, I, I want to share with you the why. Why do our stories have impact? And, and, and as I share with you the why, I want to share with you the how and, and how they have impact. So um, the screens, I uh, just showed you how to get to the YouVersion Bible app if you want to follow Along with today's notes, um, before we dive into scripture, I want as as we dive in, I want to I want to first share with you this idea of of the inheritance. Why we're building an inheritance of of people and not money. I want to share with you in, in scripture, but but then I want to talk about the why and the how um, our stories have impact. But before we do, I want to ask God to speak to us through His word because it's the only way that his word will speak. Let's ask. God, we thank you for the gift of your word that that tells us how our stories have impact and why they have impact. Father, we thank you that it, it tells us where our inheritance is, that we don't have to waste our time searching for material wealth, but we just get to live according to your word, and as we live according to your word, everything makes sense according to your kingdom. We ask you to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 20 verse 32 shares with us, tells us how or why we this inheritance isn't isn't money, but it's people. It says, and now I entrust you to God in the message of his grace that is able to build you up. What's able to build you up? The message of God's grace is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. An inheritance with what? With all those he has set apart for himself an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. Now, a little bit of backstory for this scripture. The Apostle Paul is writing this, the, or, or actually, um, it's, it's Luke that's writing this, um, but um, it, it's not, so, so the Apostle Paul is the one that's speaking here, and he's speaking to a group of church leaders that belong to this church in this in this city called Ephesus, and so um, Paul has a relationship with these leaders in, in this church of Ephesus and and we know that because there's a book in the Bible that's called Ephesians that is a letter that he wrote to the church in ephesus it's, that's why it's called Ephesians because it was written to the Ephesians in Ephesus. So the Apostle Paul has a relationship with these people, and this is the moment that he says goodbye to these leaders. He's saying, all right, I got to go on and do other things. I'm saying goodbye to you. And when he says goodbye to the leaders of the church of Ephesus, he says to them, but don't worry, I'm trusting you to God. I'm giving my relationship with you to God. I'm trusting God to take care of you, and always remember that our inheritance is with each other. Our inheritance is is with each other. That's that's what he, he's he's telling them as he's as he's saying goodbye to them and, and as Luke the way the way Luke describes it. And so um, this idea of of inheritance with people is seen throughout all of scripture. Um I did a little bit of a dive into the Greek language for uh, for this this particular verse, and the word that is used here for um, all of those all of those that he has set apart, it's actually just a a, a, um, a particle that's that's the the letters en. And so it can, also, it can be translated as being among, I think other, other translations translate it, the inheritance that is among. However, another one is the, the, the word in, I-N. And so it's an inheritance in people. And, and so I just want you to understand that that's, this is why, um, and, and, and in fact, what's, what's incredible about Zach's story is he talked about just wanting to be a part of the circle. Did you hear that? He was talking about just wanting to be a part of the circle, and and what's great is, is Zach has other communities that he's a part of, but it wasn't that those other communities weren't the circle that he was talking about. He talked about becoming a part of the circle when he came to the refuge, and and when we were meeting outside in the parking lot, that's when he felt a part of the circle. And there are people in your life, this is one of the things that I want you to understand today. There are people in your life that are searching to be a part of the circle. What circle are they talking about? They're talking about what, 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 what they don't know is they're looking to be a part of God's family because God has put eternity in all of our hearts. Every single human being wants to belong to the family of God. It's in their nature and they have a desire to belong to the family of God. And we always say, we've always said at the Refuge Church, you don't have to believe what we believe in order to belong here. But when you do believe, that's when you're a part of the circle. It's God's circle, not our circle. And so we never wanna hide the fact that you can belong among us, you can be- belong here and you can feel love and you can feel acceptance. And you can feel like you're like you're in the circle, but until you receive the blood of the lamb that we're going to talk about in just a moment, that's when your story has has power, because that's when we defeat Satan. So Revelation chapter twelve, <laughs> Revelation chapter twelve, verse um, verse seven through twelve. I want to share with you why Zach said, I could write a book and still miss the mark of its power. Did you catch that? I could write a book about my story, but I feel like it would still miss the mark because there's something that unlocks the ability to hit the mark. Revelation 12, 7 through 12, says this, and this is the book of Revelation, so there's a lot of symbolism in Revelation. John, we've started to call him John the Revelator because God gave him a vision of what heaven would be like or or what or of the end times. And the book of Revelation is filled with the symbolism that John saw. And in, in, ver- in chapter 12, it says this. Then there was a war in heaven. This is in the end times. This is, um, I, I believe, it's after the tribulation, after Jesus has come back. Um, then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. Who is the dragon? The dragon is Satan, the devil. And the dragon lost the battle, and his angels were forced out of heaven they were they were kicked out this great dragon an ancient serpent where else was the devil called the serpent in the garden of eden right and so so the dragon the great serpent called the devil or satan the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all of his angels then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. We're accused. The thoughts in our mind that says that we're guilty are often by the accuser, not the one who has called us forgiven. Verse 11, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. We defeat Satan by the blood of the lamb And by our stories, our testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. You know what that's talking about right there? It's talking about having a new identity in Jesus. We weren't afraid to die to ourselves, and we received the blood of the Lamb. We received a new story, we received a new testimony. And it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our story, the word of our testimony that defeats Satan. You want to defeat Satan tomorrow? Go tell your friend about Jesus. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice, but terror will come on the earth and the sea For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. Satan's time is running out. And we can defeat him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's why we're doing a a series all about stories of impact. only way that our stories have impact is through the blood of the lamb it's when the two come together that brings me to today's big idea you didn't think there was going to be one today did you we're doing listen we're doing small groups called big idea 2.0 and if i don't give a big idea then there's not going to be a (laughs) 2.0 the big idea this morning is this your story plus The blood of the lamb equals defeat for Satan. Your story plus the blood of the lamb equals defeat for Satan. The truth is, there's a lot of good stories out there. There's a lot of good stories out there. But those stories don't defeat Satan. They don't defeat the accuser. Without the blood of the lamb... It's when we give praise to Jesus and the blood that he shed on the cross for us that we defeat Satan. Your story has power. How much power? Enough power to defeat the devil, the accuser, the one who has caused Hell on earth, literally. The originator of evil. Your story defeats him. When it comes in connection with the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. Now some of you in this room You've already come to that connection with the blood. And we've gotten to experience the connection of the blood coming to your story. And it's so beautiful. It's so impactful. For some of you, now it's time to go and share with others the story that God has given you. But for others, it's time for you to acknowledge that you need the blood of the lamb so that you can defeat the dragon in your life, so that you can defeat the enemy in your life. Because without it, there is no victory. This week, my goal has been to just introduce you to this idea of the inheritance of being each other, number one, and number two, the power of your story. Now, next Sunday, we're gonna hear another very amazing story. But we're gonna also look at Revelation chapter 12 and we're gonna see how God defeats his enemy in the most remarkable of ways stand to your feet. I want to pray with you. There are two challenges as we close. Number one is who do you need to tell your story to this week? Who do you need to share your story of impact with? Who do you need to share that your story includes the blood of the lamb with? Number two is the second challenge is I want everyone in this room to ask yourself, does my story include the blood of the lamb? Have I received the death of Jesus on the cross for my sin? And have I claimed life in him through his resurrection? Because the truth be told, there's another part to this story. It's not just the bloodshed on the cross. It's the walking out of the tomb. Come on, somebody. And some of you, a part of your story, listen to this. I didn't plan on saying this. Some of you are walking in your story of the past like you're not walking in the victory of the future. Like you're not walking in the victory that Jesus has given you through the tomb. Some of you need to stop walking in the past, wishing that it was a different story, living in the victory that God has given you. You know how you live in the victory that God has given you? You share it with others. You tell other people about it. Listen, I watched a lot of sports yesterday. There was a lot of victory on TV yesterday. And every single one of them boys are going to say, hey, did you see how we beat Bama, right? They're telling all their friends about how they won a ball game. You have a better story than that. You defeated someone far greater than the football team from Alabama. You defeated Satan by receiving the blood of Jesus. Your story was once broken, but now it's whole. Father in heaven, I thank you for these people. I thank you that you have the desire of redemption for each one of them. And it's redemption through the blood of the Lamb, the blood of your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for their sin. Real quick, is there anyone in this room that would be bold enough to say, Pastor Adam, my story doesn't include the blood of the Lamb but I would like to receive that today. Is there anyone that is in this room that would be bold enough, courageous enough to say, Pastor Adam, that's that's me. I want to raise my hand. I want to tell you, That's, that's me. Anybody? Thank you, I see it. Anybody else? I want my story to include the blood of the Lamb. If you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand. I want to help you receive that sacrifice that Jesus paid for you. If you want the blood of the lamb in your life today, would you say, God, I need you. I need Jesus to forgive me of my sin to come into my life to give me a better story of victory over sin and death and by the resurrection of Jesus I live again give me a new identity in Christ it's in his name I pray amen now for the rest of us We're going to have a moment where the team is going to sing that song, Broken Vessels, again. But, and, and, and we want you to be able to come and to pray at the altar and just give people the names of people the faces of people that you will see this week, that you must tell them your story. Let's sing.